Okay. Hold on, let me breathe for a second. Let me just just breathe for a second. You want to do some breaths with me? Let's do this. Hey, that was pretty good. All right. How y'all doing? I'm your girl, Nia Rose, and this is for me. I'm here with a very special guest today. He is a filmmaker, entrepreneur, and he is my dear friend. Please welcome Ty Andre. How y'all doing, everybody? Blessed to be here. Hey, a.k.a. Dre Direct. Um, before I get started, I just want to give you your flowers. I don't know why I'm feeling emotional, but I'm just really grateful for you. Even when I first met you, you were just so considerate and mindful of me, you know, wanted to make sure I was compensated fairly, treated with respect on set, and you were just, just so genuine. And as I've grown to know you, I see that you operate, operate that way with everybody that you work with. You know, they treat everybody like your family, your brother, but you also just carry your business with so much professionalism. So I just want to, you know, show you love. I'm just so thankful for you. So throwing you flowers. <laughs> I catch all of them. But let's get into it. So anybody who knows you, they know you're going to be irritated if you say you're a videographer. You're like, I'm, I know I said it once, like, I'm not a videographer. I'm a filmmaker. I'm a cinematographer. Why why does that distinction matter so much to you? Uh, that distinction matters so much to me because you wouldn't call Spike a videographer. You wouldn't call John Singleton. You wouldn't call Scorsese. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't call Tarantino. You wouldn't call any of the legends, people, yeah. filmmakers all over the world that have gotten to renowned success. You wouldn't call them just a videographer. Yeah. So I want that same respect. When did you... Did you always feel that way? Like, I'm a filmmaker, not a videographer? Is that something that you grew into? I always felt like I was a filmmaker. Mm. I always told my dad that I wanted to make movies, so there and behold, I'm a filmmaker. Period. And, you know, last year you were a successful filmmaker, you know, doing weddings, um, short films, commercials for either small businesses or growing businesses. Um, how do you pick who your clientele is? I know you have to say no sometimes. Um, I usually pick my clientele based on the concept that they throw at me, Mm -hmm. or I could just read energy, like how passionate they are about wanting to see their vision come to life. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is always a blessing to be able to provide that quality for them. Like, Mm -hmm. I know they come to me nine times out of ten because they see my work on Instagram or they see my work on my website and they like, you know, he provides, if not the best, one of the best qualities in the city. Period. Eh. Eh. So has has there been a point where it's like you had to say no and what was the reason? So this is a this is a big question. So one time it was a point in time where music videos Yeah, I remember was my main bread and butter. Yeah. And I honestly had to say no to pretty much all of it because mm-hmm. I was feeling like I was chasing the bag instead of chasing something that I found fulfilling within my purpose. Yeah. So music videos, definitely I've been saying no to often. Yeah, because you, you want to be more in the art world or more in the production world. I remember, like, I want to do the movies. Like, I don't want to just do this kind of, like, quick little clips, you know? Yeah. And I was so proud of you because that took you 
not having something for a while. You know what I'm saying? So, and then kind of, that was you operating on faith. Like, I'm going to say no till I get exactly what I want, you mm-hmm. know? So you're a full-time filmmaker. Not everybody has the, the, the balls, the pants to do that. No, <laughs> uh, no. Nah, that's why I say if you want to do what we do, right. you got to love it. Because there's exactly. going to be some tough times and yeah. tough hours. And yeah. just, I mean, they say the greatest human act is to sacrifice yeah. and inspire. Yeah, and we've talked about that too, like noticing when somebody is doing it for the love of it versus somebody is just doing it for the money. What were some of like the craziest experiences you had collaborating with other artists and you you peeped that, you know? Oh, oh man, I got to go back in the memory banks for that. Um, I would say a crazy experience that I remember off the dome, I was doing a music video in a random part of Maryland. And I had full semi-automatic guns (gasps) pointed at my camera. And I was like, I'm never doing this. Were you by yourself? I was with a friend, a colleague, a fellow colleague. And I remember vividly, I had the camera pointed on a subject. And he took Molly right in front of the camera. And I was like... This this it was just the start of like music video land is not where I want to be. Yeah. Um usually I don't really have stories like yeah. that. That's crazy. Yeah, but that one that one stands out, honestly. And you know, also just choosing this field, choosing to be an entrepreneur, what were some things that you had to endure, you know, just because you loved it? You know, like what's something that you had to press forward through? Just because you loved it so much. Uh, the first thing is financial. Yeah. So talk about that, because everybody talks about the work, but I think we're scared to talk about the money. And and I don't let money control me to the point where I'm scared to talk about it. So here's the thing: I left my day job at Planet Fitness uh-huh. in 2020, in the heart of the pandemic, my yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna just do film. Shout out to my brother, AJ, because without him, I wouldn't even got the start in this field. Yeah. Because he let me film on weekends. Okay. And then it was getting to the point where, like, editing was piling up, shoots were piling up, and I just had You to, couldn't do both. I had to tell him the, the truth. So, initially, when I quit, mm-hmm. I was still sitting good. I was still feeling good. And then it was one point where, like, money was just slow. Mm-hmm. And luckily for me, I don't spend money like that like my dad raised me to be a producer yeah a producer not a consumer mm-hmm. so it's like i control and manage my money pretty well mm-hmm. and so but even then it's, it's times bills come up yeah so i forgot to say this too once i quit my job i was also gifted my childhood home so mm-hmm. now i have a big responsibility of this because now house. you have to pay for this home and so I have bills and stuff like that. And sometimes when, as filmmakers know, it's a slow season. Mm-hmm. Usually around December to April. Maybe you're lucky if you start getting work around March or even February. But it's usually the winter season mm-hmm. where work is like super slow. Mm-hmm. And there are times where I'm just like, and even still to this day, where I just try to really just mentally focus and just be grateful and practice gratitude that I'm even able to be a filmmaker period time Mm -hmm. and so that was one thing um I have had to overcome 
this is still in the realm of finances and money. I've had to overcome friendships mm. and partnerships and colleagues ending over money, mm. over people feeling like they were owed or feeling like I was owed or whatever, or full payment, but they want to add little extra nuances to their visual and stuff like that that requires more payment. And mm-hmm. so usually it's, it was colleagues, friendships, messing up over money, and then sometimes slow period because mm-hmm. of money. Yeah. And so you're navigating this. You're navigating your finances. You're pushing through these slow periods. What does a typical day look like for you as a filmmaker, whether it's the slow period or whether you're like booked and busy? Okay, so the booked and busy part, <laughs> the typical day nowadays uh-huh. is the 14, 16 hour day sets. Um, I was on a feature yeah. last month in mm-hmm. Texas called Seeds, mm-hmm. and sometimes we were running over like 14, 16 hours, yeah. and it's just non-stop, like trying to get scene 9A done, scene 9B done, whatever the case may be, just going through these lists of scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, the typical day when it's slow, I'm usually editing. I really try my best to edit when it's the slow period because mm-hmm. it keeps my mind focused, and I don't you know, stay in my head of like, oh, am I going to make it and stuff like that because I'm still doing something active within my purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, When I first started, it was the typical day, honestly, was three days where I was doing like probably three to five shoots a weekend. Yeah. I had that recently, like around late December of last year where Mm -hmm. I literally had three shoots in one day, then two weddings, Saturday and Sunday, and... I look back on that weekend that just recently happened, and I'm like, wow, like, I miss this feeling. Mm-hmm. You so, miss being booked like that. I miss. You miss, I do miss running, running around. I do miss it. I do miss it 100%. <clears> but <throat> I am blessed to be able, because I wanted it for so long, to be on team-oriented sets yeah. like Seeds, like yeah. Unfortunate, like Surviving the Beat. Except yes, shout out to Surviving the Beat. Shout out to Surviving the Beat. Yes. Um, Dre, I just... You know, anybody who's listening to you or even sees your IG, you're talking about I'm blessed. Gratitude is on your IG. You know, you're talking about I'm so honored to be a part of this project. Um, your heart is just so pure and so, like, clear sometimes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> How is like, your faith impacted just your creative process and everything? Oh, okay. So... Remember when we texted and yeah. I asked you three words yeah. and you gave me yours and then I gave you mine and yeah. one of faith, them was focus. faith. Mm-hmm. So for me, I am slowly but steadily building my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And so it's gotten to the point now where I'm like ready to fully worship him mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so my faith, it comes from God, it comes from my family, yeah. and it comes from within myself. Like, mm. there was a dark period where I left college. I, I'm a college dropout. Mm-hmm. And I left, and I remember being on my mother's couch. Yeah. The, the quote-unquote mother's couch, but it was real for me. Yeah. And my little brother was like, how do you know? Like, how do you know you're going to be a filmmaker? And I was just like, I just know. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Like, as cliche as it sounds, believe in yourself. Like, mm-hmm. believe that you're going to achieve what you want to do and have the passion for. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I wanted to be a and the work as to back it up because you were somebody you weren't just talking about it you were 
grinding and putting in that work, you know? It was one point where my family even joked about it recently where I had no work and then all of a sudden I'm leaving the house like every day, coming mm-hmm. back home and like, leaving at like 8 a.m., coming back home at 9 p.m. like, mm-hmm. And then going back in my room and just editing. Mm-hmm. Like, so... I love that. Kudos to you for believing in yourself. I remember one time, I think we were coming from some shoot, like just some creative shoot that we were doing on film and we were in the car and you were actually just opening up to me about your mental health. And that was really special to me because I felt like it was the first time I really saw you. And, you know, you were just sharing about some challenges that you were going through. And I think as our friendship began to grow, I then felt like I could share with you about my mental health challenges, you know? And I know you have that experience with sometimes when it gets really bad, you just want to cut off the world and withdraw mm-hmm. and it just feels so dark. Can you just tell me a little bit about like, what is kind of like the, like what makes you get to those points and then how do you lift yourself out of that? Oh, oh. what makes me get to the, to the dark Right? Yeah. It makes me get to the dark points, honestly, is when I'm not doing what I love to do at a consistent basis. That mm-hmm. is the number one thing that really makes me get into that dark space. Yeah. And so what I do to get myself out of it is I might hit you up or hit somebody <laughs> up and be like, hey, like I want to yeah. test my Super 8. I want to test mm-hmm. my new camera. I just got to want to test my drone or whatever the case may be. Something to get me out of the house, get me out of that space. And do what I love to do. You go create. I go create. It's mm-hmm. nothing greater than that. It's yeah. nothing that makes me feel more fulfilled. I mm-hmm. don't need anything else but to make visuals. That's all I really want to do. I love that. And I love that, you know, the work is mat- matching that. Matching your love for it. Because I, I know those times when you had those low seasons and you're just kind of waiting out. Or you were doing a whole bunch of things that you didn't really want to do. But you had to do for the money. So I'm glad that... You know, not only are you booked, you're you have a full schedule of things you actually care about and are excited about. Even though, even those sixteen hour days, that was new for me. You know, on surviving the beat, shout out Panda. Um, I was like, I was going delusional. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it was crazy. I was there. You're going from freaking nine a.m. to four a.m., nine a.m. to ten p.m., and it just takes so much time. It takes so much patience. It takes so much waiting. Um. And so I love that you love it, and I love that, you know, it, you're flourishing from it. What does, you know, a self-care day look like? I know you be in the gym working on your fitness. Guys, your witness. That, that's, that's the first <laughs> thing. That's the first thing. If I don't do the gym at least four times a week, uh-huh. I be feeling so. That depends if I'm on set or whatever. But if All this right. is a free week and I don't go to the gym at least four times a week, I will feel like, uh, like yeah. tired or like not sure within myself that's real Mm -hmm. so usually it's the gym Mm -hmm. and then i love to eat obviously Mm -hmm. so i can read too cook and then i might read a comic book or i might read a a self-help book whatever case may be or a book on hip-hop culture or our history as black people because that's what my dad raised me on 100 percent and i really just enjoy like the best days to me is when i have gym when mm-hmm. I have food, and when I can go see a movie. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like the ultimate self-care day. I love that. I love that. I just, this wasn't a question I planned, but, you know, you've mentioned your dad a lot and how he supported you and been there for you. What is that like? I feel like that can be kind of rare, especially in the black community, hearing somebody talk so positive about 
their dad. What is that like having somebody like your dad in your life? (laughs) (laughs) That is a loaded question. Um, So I will say this, like everything that I am is because of him. Mm -hmm. Like 100% from my integrity to my great character to my finding of peace, like really seeking peace and a purpose from Mm. him. My love for hip-hop, my love for the arts, my love for my people, my love for the community, everything. Like, he just raised me to be the man that I am today. Yeah. And I really want to thank him for that Aww. 100%. Like, you you know, Dad, you already, <laughs> you already know. We talk often. I always see counsel from you and stuff like that. Like, that's my dog, 100%. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I just love that. I love to hear that because, you know, of course social media or you know there's stories like there's a whole bunch of deadbeats and they don't do anything so I just love to you know harp on just the positivity and the the dads who are there nobody's perfect Mm -hmm. but they're there and they're doing their best and I can see it you know what I'm saying like I can see the love you know just growing from you and pouring into you so I love that how do you balance you know being a full-time filmmaker on set and then you know being a player on the streets (laughs) Seeking peace. (laughs) So here's the thing. I would like to have a woman. Okay. Y'all hear that, ladies? Have a woman. Dre Director's ready for his woman. Get into it. Who understands that the purpose is going to come first. Hmm. Always. And then, let's say if I have like a 10-day shoot. Yeah. That's in a deep part of Maryland or a deep part of Virginia. I actually have to stay out there and film. Yeah. Let me do those 10 days, and then I'll come spoil you. I Period. come treat you right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not only, like, I, I want them to see, or her to see, yeah. as a woman, I want her to see that, like, I'm really working hard for myself and for our future, whatever the case may be. Like, yeah. understand the bigger picture, like, 100%. So that's how I balance it. You got to <laughs> first understand that I will be on set for long periods of yeah. time. That's just gonna come first, but then when it's done, right? I'm all yours. Has that been your experience? The the women that you've been dating so far, are they typically understanding of that, or what's kind of been your experience? So when far? I first started, mm-hmm. <laughs> they wasn't like I've right. had women stop talking to me because I I wouldn't be as attentive on the phone yeah. while I'm editing. It's like, like come on, like let me you know let me do what I gotta do, and yeah. then I won't have time for you. I promise. I'm yeah. not a I'm not a brother who just occupies his mind with different things during the day. If I'm in a relationship, I'm going to commit to that. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, the purpose come first. Um, I've had women who did understand that. That's good. It was one time where I had to film for City Polyfest with my mm-hmm. sister, Cam. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I told the certain somebody that, like, yo, like, let me get through this week, and then I got you. And then I feel as though, real talk, that I took on one of the best days she's had. Because mm-hmm. you know you just gave me that Period. time to work, big and talking. Now I can <laughs> I can treat you right. What was the date? I want to know what the date was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the date was um, uh, lunch at Zatina restaurant. Zatina. Uh-huh. I hope I'm saying that right. What's that Italian? Nah, it's Mediterranean. My favorite. Oh, I love Mediterranean. Yes, mm-hmm. 
And then we went to, like, it was just a random, like, walk and talk type of day. It was chill. And then we found an art law gallery and stuff like that. It was I love fun. that. That's very And thoughtful. I got her pink roses and stuff like that. So Period. Yeah. See, flowers. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Just the easy yeah. key to and her. I, and I think that same week, like, we did David Busters and stuff like nice. that. So it was just like, let me get through this week. And then. Yeah. I love that. I love that she was understanding and I love that you were giving to her in that way. So I'm going to have one more question before we go into our lightning round. It's the new year, 2024, first guest of 2024. What are you looking forward to creating? You know, we talked earlier about our three words. You said faith, focus, and Kobe. That's mm-hmm. Those are the kind of the mentality that you're in. Mm-hmm. What does this year look like for you? Like, so, ideal. Everything goes where you planned it, even better. What's it look like? So, 2023, first, right. was a transformative year, I would say. Yeah. Good and bad. But the good was I got to be on my first feature set. Mm-hmm. And then I was just working on sets in general. So, mm-hmm. let's roll that over into 2024. Period. Let's keep that beyond. same energy. Keep that same energy. But the big one for me is that I'm hoping to one day work with A24. Easy. Yeah. I see it. So that, even if it doesn't happen in 2024, we still speaking it. Right. So it You're going to meet somebody from A24. You're going to make some steps toward that. You never know. So that I'm really looking forward to. And honestly, I'm really looking forward to providing more visuals for the community. I'm so glad you said that because I noticed that. I know, like, when you look at your page, you look at your site, you have so much supporting the diaspora. You know what I'm saying? You're uplifting the black community, whether it's skincare brands, whether it's, you know, the boxing. Is that intentional? Like It is definitely intentional. Mm-hmm. It's rooted deep. from. So are you like, do you book other clientele? I'm sure you do. Or... Oh, no. I think I really try to stay within. You want to stay in the black community? Yeah, us. 100%. I love that. I love that. All right. Lightning round before we end off. <laughs> Don't overthink it. All right, favorite book. Who favorite book? Mm-hmm. First thing that comes to mind. Don't overthink it. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Ooh, okay. If you had to lose your sight for a year or your hearing for a year, which would it be? Hearing. Really, you would lose your hearing for a year, so you could see. So I could see in the camera still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I can see. Period. What I'm doing. <laughs> okay, what's your greatest ick? Like, like something I'm like. Uh-huh. Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> mustard. It's still to this day. I was mustard. not thinking you were going to say that. Okay. Mustard. If you could heal the world with this one law, what would it be? Ooh. If I could heal the world with one law, what would it be? Golly, we might got a beep on that one. Um, but heal the world with one law. What do you feel like this world needs more of? Like people, I, w- I wish people would do this. The world would be a better place. Get rid of social media. Mm, but you make so much money on social media and so many I connections. Know, I know, but I just feel like it makes people compare themselves and stuff like that. We're living in a very, like, monkey see, monkey do world. Facts. And I want to, like, at least get most rid of most yeah, of Yeah, get rid you of know? comparison, basically. Yeah, get rid of comparison. Like, don't be so caught up in what other people are doing. Focus on yourself and your village and you'll be good. I love that. Last one, you know, we talked about gratitude. What are you most grateful for in this moment? I am most grateful for my family. Yeah. 
Shout out to the family. Shout out to the family. Thank you so much, Dre, for being here. Thank you for your time. And thank y'all for tuning in. I'm your girl, Nia Rose, and this is for me. Easy peasy. Yeah. Woo. How'd that feel? That felt, it felt natural though. I Good. Mean, I think I so. What do you think? It's so funny that I said that whole thing about the mics before because this one went out. Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 The battery went out. But this one don't go out? No. That joint, that joint. That's like ooh, right. 14 minutes and 20 seconds. That was too bad. Yeah, it does because it does the 15s. I don't want to touch it, man. I don't want. I I don't want. This is precious cargo. Yeah. And then 